By now you've probably heard the news, but if not, Father Altman could use your prayers and any assistance you can offer. My video for today that was originally scheduled has been delayed until tomorrow because of the news, so let's review what's going on with one of America's most faithful priests, a man who is a servant of God in the sense that all clergy should try, strive to be, a man who isn't afraid to tell the truth even when what he must say is unpopular, which is frankly the norm for the truth anyway. So again, Father Altman could use your help. Please say at least an Ave Maria for him today. For this story, we go to Complicit Clergy. It's a short piece, so you'll get most of it here. But if you want to read it for yourself, either go to their site directly or go to my sources page at returntotradition.org for the direct link. That's returntotradition.org, where I post all my sources. But here's the piece. In today's homily, Father James Altman announced that he has been asked to resign his position by his bishop, Bishop Joseph Callahan. As we all know, Father Altman has been subject to diabolical targeting for simply doing his job as a shepherd to his flock. Fortunately, yet not totally unexpected, the time has come for Father to take a stand because his opponents have been marshaled and are moving to remove him from being pastor at his parish, St. James the Less in La Crosse, Wisconsin. His flock is rising up to support him just as he has supported his flock for all of these months. Father Altman has shown courage and strength in his commitment to giving us the truth. In a culture that celebrates deception and sin, Father Altman has been a shining light to tens of thousands of faithful Catholics worldwide. Sadly, as we are all aware, our holy priests are being attacked from within. It is our duty and honor as faithful sheep to help our shepherds to defend himself. If there were only one scripture verse that we could use to describe what Father Altman means to us, it would be this. No man has greater love than this, th that he lay down his life for his friends. See John chapter 15, verse 13. All donations will go to pay for his legal defense and related fees. Should Father be disciplined to the point of being removed, additional funds in excess of the amount needed for fees will be used for his personal needs like insurance. And mostly, quote, in the bracketed of the things I had to, you know, play with a little bit for our lovely hosts. Now, he goes on, though, the, auth the author of the piece goes on and says, if there are funds left over in the event that he is victorious, then he'll donate them to a specific worthy cause that would be close to our Lord's sacred heart. So what is going on? Bishop Callahan has asked Father Altman to step down. He has been relieved of his priestly duties at his parish in La Crosse. His final Mass was on Pentecost this past Sunday. As you'll see tomorrow, Pentecost 2021 has turned out to be a titanic feast day for the foes of our Lord who wear collars and miters. The bishop, Bishop Callahan, says that he was removed for active ministry because he was quote-unquote ineffective. As one Twitter user said, the bishop has a funny way of understanding the meaning of ineffective seeing as his parish has grown immensely since taking over. He has tirelessly continued to administer the sacraments and is raking in tons of money for long overdue restoration work. He further asks if effective means overseeing a parish in decline, not administering the sacraments and running a deficit at his parish, because that does seem to be the case. Or, and it's more likely, that Father Altman has been a priest in the mold of the good archbishop, and the last thing any American bishop needs is another rad trad in a collar, running around inspiring the faithful around the country and around the world in the faith and witnessing for the faith and for Christ in these perilous times where Caesar has convinced most of our bishops to go along with unspeakable evil that in any period in history prior to this one would have been unthinkable. But that's the nature of the way things work now. And we're the schismatic rad trads for using Catholic teaching in our lives when it really counts. He isn't alone here. Bishop Strickland took to Twitter to express his support for Father Altman, which surely must have gotten him a call from his brother Bishop. 
On Twitter, His Excellency said, Father James Altman is in trouble for speaking the truth. I originally supported him when he spoke the tr bold truth during the unspecified events of last fall, just before Thanksgiving, that carried on until early this year. I continue to support him for speaking the truth in Jesus Christ. He inspires many to keep the faith during these days. Let us pray for him. Now, one has to wonder if Bishop Callahan would relieve Father Altman of his duties to stay in his diocese, or would release him to go become a priest in the diocese that would have him. And if so, since he spoke publicly in support of him, if Bishop Strickland would give him a home and a parish in his diocese. And I hate to put Bishop Strickland on the spot like that, but everyone is asking themselves a similar question at this point, so I, I may as well ask it too. Bishop Strickland, will you help Father James R. Altman? Now, for those who want to hear more from Father Altman for yourself, his fiery Pentecost homily is available online at a channel called Caritas in Veritate. I'll have a link to it in my show notes as well. In that homily, he lays it out. Recently, we saw countless bishops over the recent past failing their flocks. As shepherds, they failed to serve their flocks. How did they fail? By denying them the sacraments for an extended period of time. As Father Altman says in his homily, a prerequisite for getting into heaven is to be in a state of grace. No state of grace, no heaven. It's pretty simple. This is Catholicism 101. And these bishops kept confession, baptism, the Eucharist, and the Mass from their flocks. And on what? The request of Caesar. A request made all the easier to follow with some jingling silver coins offered at the outset, to make it easier to keep the flocks away from the font of mercy of Christ. Pretty remarkable to consider that in the grand history of the Church, I'm not certain that you can find a parallel at all all throughout the history of the church, really. In that homily, he rejects the notion that we, you and I, are the ones who want, who, who, the, ones who want the sacraments, that's you and I, that, and all we want is the faith as it always had been taught, and shepherds with a spine. He rejects that we are the ones who are the problem, and rejects that we are to give respect to these bishops because of the positions in the church that they hold. And I'll remind you of something. In Catholic theology and apologetics, there is an old saying, Error has no rights. It's as true in the secular realm as it is in the church. If you're doing a math equation for an engineering project, that error has no right to remain in effect. The same is the case here with these bishops. They're not due our devotion simply because they have a position granted to them by a string of modernist prelates in Rome. By denying the faithful the mass and the sacraments, they disrespected the positions they have more than we possibly could. Father Altman says that, and I repeat it here for those who lurk and demand that we obey and submit and think that we misrepresent everything going on in the Vatican right now. It is their works that have wrought this upon us. We simply want the truth of the faith and good shepherds to keep us on the straight and narrow. Father Altman makes this point by invoking St. Maximilian Kolbe, one of those saints of our times that has been so thoroughly misrepresented by the Church of the New Advent that it's almost mind-blowing. There's a book out there on him from Angelus Press. I can't remember the name of it right now. But you can go to Angelus Press's website and find the name of it. Get that book. It will leave you slack-jawed when you read it. Now, to paraphrase Father Altman, St. Maximilian Kolbe said that we are due to obey the bishops and priests of the church unless they command that we do something that even in the slightest contravenes the divine law of God. Now, think about that. In the slightest. Meaning any priest bishop or pope who pinches incense to Caesar or opens our basilicas to the veneration of idols, all of it, are not due our obedience on that matter. They break with the Great Commission when they do these things, and in our day we saw the bishops break Jesus' command on a large scale. They denied the sacraments and ended the public offering of the Mass. 
Another reason for this treatment was because he contradicted the recent statement by Vatican authorities on critical topics of our time. And I can't go into detail here, but I'm sure you know what I mean. But we'll say this. He applied the timeless teaching of the faith on a rather simple issue, and for that he has been removed from active ministry. Meanwhile, on an unrelated topic, but in reality, really closely related in a spiritual sense, the bishops of Germany are an open rejection of the deposit of the faith on all issues where the rubber meets the road. And what have they gotten from Rome? Absolutely nothing. Silence from the Pope, worse than silence. In reality, as I told you yesterday, they announced a synod that will allow the German bishops to formalize what they've wrought, but on the church universal. Meanwhile, for defending the faith in action, Father Altman is now without a parish and without a livelihood. He needs your prayers at the very least. You can find all the information you need in my show notes for this episode. It's at returntotradition.org. The name of this channel with a .org at the end. There's a Today's post will have a link to all of that. I hope that you will take a look. That's all I can say on the matter. Now please like, subscribe, and all of that. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.